Good morning, everybody. Hello, everyone. My name is Anthony Stander. This is my wife, Christine. It and is. we pastor a church called Living Waters Community Fellowship here in Cape Town. So you're most welcome to join us here today. And we ask the Lord's blessing on the service and on our communion that we're going to be taking today. And we're happy to have you join us in Jesus' name. Yes, with us today we've got Rowling and Rosemarie, and we have Jenny, and we have Anton and Abby, and um, yes, so it's nice we welcome them. Say hello to everybody, guys. Hello. <laughs> Jenny wants to know where she must look. <laughs> Hi, Monet. Nice to see you. Yeah. Hope you're doing well. It's been such a long time. I think you must come to us next time. Okay. Amen. And I know that. Um, the River Hamlet Church is meeting with Shane and Marianne this morning, so that's going to be fun. And um, hello, Ankaran from Table of Your Angels. Yes, from Table of Your Angels, but where is she now? She's in some scenic, exotic place having a rest, and it's nice. It's You're very happy. Hey, Hanali. Hello, Debbie. Nice Welcome, to see you. guys. Yes. For those who don't know, we're still running our services uh, online to different houses at the moment, and uh, we're not sure when that's going to end or when the schools will be available to us. Mm. Um, we're not even sure if that's going to be the way of the future. We're looking at home churches at the moment, and uh, who knows what the future holds. We're trusting the Lord to show us. Maybe we'll find a new venue. We'll see. Mm. You know, uh, we're going to discuss it this week. Um, I don't know if going back to the school is going to be practical in the near future, so we'll see. Hi, Vet. Nice to see you, and hopefully Neil and all your doggies. And Marianne. I saw somebody else before Yvette. And Beverly Farkel. How, how are you doing, Bev? Nice to see you. And the church at Marianne and Shane, welcome. And there's Michael Andrew Davies. Hey, Mike, nice to see you. Hi, do we say hello to Beverly? We said, we've just said hello to Beverly, okay. yes, and, uh, and, and Neil. And yeah. Neil. Yes, I How's said. it Neil? <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Okay, um, we'll give it uh, 30 seconds or so. Mm. Yes, uh, anyway, we're still trusting the Lord and nothing, all those terrible things that we thought were going to happen to us during the lockdowns, and it didn't really happen, did it? We're still here. Still serving God. God's still on the throne. James and Benita. And Jesus. And Jess and, and uh, Rene are meant to be there. And I see good morning from all of us and her um, family and us. Okay, and the what family? Rene. Rene and her family. So it's Rene, Jess, Cody and Blake. Amen. And we hope you have a lovely morning. And who else? Uh, Mark and Deline also have a, a church in their home. I think Tina and Logan and Ellen and Kelly are going and they will be, they'll watch after the service ends because they don't have Facebook. And hey, Yurish, congratulations on your graduation. So glad you got to have a, um, a little bit of a ceremony. Well done. The photos look lovely. Good. Mm. All right, would you open for us in prayer? I shall. Heavenly Father, what a privilege it is to gather in the name of Jesus. I thank you for this day. I thank you. I thank you that we can be together, albeit in a different way. We will go forward. Your church will move on and we will adapt and we will 
we will make use of technology, Lord, and we're so excited to be together. So, Lord, I pray that you would bless the service, bless Anthony and anoint him as he brings the word in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, so this communion service is going to do a little bit differently today, and the service, uh, uh, the sermon's name is Give Thanks or Thankfulness. That's what we're going to speak about. I want to thank uh, Dr. Peter Hammond for some of these insights and thoughts that I'm going to be sharing with you today. And uh, we love living uh, um, uh, Frontline Fellowship and uh, Mission Station there. We, we thank them. They blessed us a lot in the time we've known them. And uh, so we thank them. All right. Our opening scriptures, 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 18, which says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Dr. Martin Luther observed that we exhibit a degree of thankfulness in life in reverse proportion to the amount of blessing we have received. I'm going to read that again. Dr. Martin Luther observed that we exhibit a degree of thankfulness in life in reverse proportion to the amount of blessing we receive. In Table Talk, Dr. Mount Martin Luther wrote, The greater God's gifts and works, the less they are regarded. The blessings of life, health, freedom and food are not really appreciated unless they are lost or threatened. Because sunrises and sunsets occur daily, they are often taken for granted. Ralph Waldo Emerson observed, that if the constellations appeared only once in a thousand years, imagine what an exciting event it would be. Mm. But because they are there every night, we barely give them a look. Similarly, the blessings of rain are barely appreciated unless one has been through a drought. A hungry man is more thankful for his morsel than a rich man for his heavily laden table. A lonely woman in a nursing home will appreciate a visit more than a popular person who has a party thrown in their honor. A Christian who has suffered under persecution for decades and receives his first copy of the Holy Scriptures will be more thankful for this one book than we are for all our Christian books, Bible translations, magazines that overflow our shelves. Helen Keller said, I've often thought it would be a blessing if each human being was stricken blind and deaf for a few days for some time during their, their earthly adult life. It would make them more appreciative of sight and of the, the joys of sound. There are at least 138 passages of scriptures that deal with the subject of thanksgiving. We are commanded in Psalm 100 verse 4, Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise and give thanks to him and praise his name. So even when we come and start our prayers, we should enter the gates of God with thanksgiving, thanking God for the things that he's done for us daily in our work and in our situation. And we should enter his courts with praising God and thanking him for who he is. No matter what our circumstances are, God remains the same and the praise that we give to him is due to his name. So we are to give thanks to him and praise his name. Psalm 107 verse 8 says, Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Mm -hmm. The psalmist writes, you know, he cries out with his heart, Oh, you know, that, desire, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and his wonderful works to the children of men. 
Colossians 1 verse 12 says, Give thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in the kingdom of light. There's always something that we can be thankful for, no matter what you're going through. We need to learn that as Christians because it's seriously lacking in today's, in the faith today. Colossians 3.15 says, Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you are called to peace. And be thankful. We are constantly uh, admonished to be thankful in the scriptures. Uh, to, to constantly thank God for everything that we receive. Philippians 4, 6-7 verse says, Do not be anxious about anything, but, comma, but, in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So we're not to be anxious about anything, but... You're not to be anxious, but in everything, in what? In every situation you're going through, bad or good, doesn't matter. In everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. So it's with thanksgiving that we are to come first to God. Even though you've got no food, you're struggling, things are hard, you've lost your job. We are to come to God with thanksgiving and thank God for the things we can thank him for. And we'll be surprised at the list that there is still to thank God. And only then the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18 says, Be joyful always. When must you be joyful? Always. Under every circumstance you find yourself in, right now, in that situation, we are to be joyful always. To pray continually, pray continually about what you're going through, what you're struggling with. Give thanks in all circumstances. In poverty are we to give thanks. Yes. That's what the scripture says, in all circumstances. In, in, when things are going good are we to give thanks. In all circumstances. When we're going through sickness and disease are we to give thanks. In all circumstances, we are to thank God that we find ourselves in difficult positions because we know we're going to come out of it and that God is going to set us free. And Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18 says, For this is God's will for you. For who? For you in Christ Jesus. It's God's will that you give thanks in every single circumstance that you find yourself in. To put your trust in Him no matter what. I often say to people, that terrible thing that you thought was going to happen to you six months ago, did it happen? No. We thought it was going to happen, but God brought us through. Amen. So we always have something to be thankful in faith to God. We can say to God, Lord, we are thankful for the situation we're in now. We know you're going to bring us through. We know we're going to, there's going to be an end to it by faith. And we, we just thank you that we've got some food and that we are still blessed. Plainly, it is God's will for us to be joyful, prayerful, and thankful. A sacrifice of praise, Hebrews 13, 15. Therefore, by him, let us continually, how, many, how, how often should we do it? Continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Continually. Now, I've met Christians like that, you know, and they're hard to find nowadays, you know, and 
uh, that constantly thank God for whatever they find themselves going through. They thank God for their food, even if it's a little. They thank God that they haven't got a job because they're going to get a better job. They thank God for uh, uh, whatever situation they find themselves in. They, they are thankful to the Lord. It's our duty. The great Christian Ambrose wrote, No duty is more urgent than that of returning thanks. A good habit. C.H. Spurgeon said, It ought to be as habitual for us to, as to thank as to ask. It should be as we, we should combine the two constantly. It's the parent of all virtues. It has been said that a thankful heart is the parent of all virtues. It's the best of them all. It is also true that a lack of gratitude is a root of sin. Uh, Romans 1, 18 to 21. The wrath of God. Let's just say the anger, the wrath, the extreme anger of God is being revealed from heaven against all the uh, godlessness and wickedness of men who suppress the truth by their wickedness. For although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks to him. But their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. Okay, so here failure to give thanks to God is the root sin that leads to futile thinking and foolish darkened hearts. Have you got futile thinking? Has your thinking going nowhere? Maybe it's because of a lack of thankfulness in your hearts. Or foolish or darkened hearts is, is a direct result of not giving thanks to God. The sin of ingratitude. In Luke 17, 7 to 19, we read of the 10 lepers that were healed by the Lord Jesus. When one of them, a Samaritan, threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him, the Lord Jesus asked, Were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Was not one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? Dr. Peter Hammond says, In our missions experience, we have also found that barely 10% of those we help or sponsor will bother to express their gratitude either verbally or in a letter or card. Evidently, gratitude is something of a rarity. In our own very own ministries, we find exactly the same thing. You know, Christine will often ask me, did so-and-so thank us for that food that we sent them or that gift we gave them or whatever? And nine times out of ten, I have to say no. There's an extreme lack of thankfulness in the body of Christ, an ingratitude, if you will, in the last days that is bringing a darkness to your hearts and a, and, and, a, and a lostness to your overcoming. We're not finding a way because we are not thankful to those that bless us or to God above. In 1 Timothy 3, 1 to 5, the apostle gives a list of some of the most terrible sins, including, and he's writing to the church. I did a sermon on this, on this subject. He's writing to the church, he's not writing to the world because the world's already all these things and they're already lost. But he says people will be lovers of themselves. We not see that with the cell phone culture of today. Lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to parents. I know so many Christian young uh, people that are absolutely disobedient to parents. This was foreseen already. Ungrateful. Lacking thankfulness, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of the good, 
traitors, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Mm. We see this so much in the church at the moment. Lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. Having a form of godliness but denying its power. You have a lot of Christians have a form of godliness, but the power of God is not evident in their life to overcome sin, to be delivered, to, to walk in the power of God, to serve God with all their hearts. There's a lack of power. Having a form of godliness, but denying its power from such turn away. But notice what we are talking about at the moment. Here, ungratefulness or unthankfulness is listed in the middle of a litany of horrible sins. Of sins you would think are far worse, but that's right there in the middle. Fruit of character. One of the first lessons good parents seek to teach their children is to say thank you. It takes character and courage to admit being in debt to others. It is a humbling experience. However, those who cannot admit their indebtedness to others cannot learn, nor can they seek forgiveness. Failure to express gratitude is more than immaturity and rudeness. It is absolutely ungodly. We are commanded to honor our parents, our elders and our leaders. It is a sign of maturity to acknowledge indebtedness. In other words, that you owe somebody something or they did something for you. Anyone who has learned anything is in debt to somebody else. We are all in debt, yeah. first and mostly to God himself, for our life, health, food, talents, family, friends, opportunities, and for our very salvation itself. We are also in debt to past generations who have sacrificed for the freedoms we now enjoy. I find it in the charismatic and, and, and Pentecostal circles that they reject the reformers of old and, and they just cut off the past. But they carried the banner of Christ for hundreds of years when there was no Pentecostalism, when there was no outpouring of the Spirit as we know today. The reformers carried the flag, uh, were burned to death, suffered for the faith, wrote the Bible, wrote translations under great and terrible uh, tribulation. So we need to be grateful for past generations, the reformers, the martyrs. Who even knows about the martyrs today in the Christian faith? You need to read Fox's uh, Book of Martyrs to uh, bring perspective to your Christianity. Reformers, martyrs, pioneers, missionaries who have gone out, given their lives, been killed, given their, uh, done incredible things for God and took the, the message of Christ across the world. Soldiers, parents, teachers, pastors, and so many others have sacrificed for our benefit. Even as us as pastors, we rarely hear thankfulness from any Christians anymore. It didn't used to be like that. 20 years ago, it was quite common. You know, we used to get SMSs or, or messages from people. People used to phone us and say, thank you for that message. We, we get that very rarely now. I get probably one message. Not that I need it. I, I, I don't mind anymore. I, we, we live with the times. But I'm saying, you know, when I was preparing this message, I realized how how badly Christians are suffering from a lack of thankfulness in this time. Pride, ingratitude, and unteachability. Those who do not take advice do not think they have anything to learn. They are often the same people who have a problem expressing genuine, heartfelt gratitude to others. It is a sign of pride to be <coughs> ungrateful. It reveals an unwillingness to acknowledge a debt 
to others. Instead of the Christian character of gratitude, our present culture prefers to promote an attitude of entitlement. This is the very opposite of gratitude. It builds on pride and covetousness. It is fueled by bitterness, greed and envy. All too many in the present humanistic society take things for granted, demand to get rather than seeking to give. Yeah. Proverbs 11.24 11, says, One man gives freely, yet gains even more. Another withholds unduly, but comes to poverty. A grateful mind is a great mind. Be thankful, therefore, for the least benefit, and you shall be worthy to receive greater, said Thomas Kempis. You know, be thankful for the least benefit, and you shall be worthy to receive greater. God notices your thankfulness. It's directly attached to your blessings. I want to tell you that right now. God sees how thankful you are, or the lack of it, and what you reap, you sow. That's how it works in the kingdom. All great Christians will tell you that. Thankfulness is a key factor to God and to those around us who have helped us. Let me share a story with you now. And we can talk about three different characters. And maybe you fit in with one of these characters. And we're going to come to communion afterwards. And we are going to come with thankful hearts to God. Whatever situation you find yourself in today, however hard it is, However difficult things are, you need to change your culture of thankfulness. And I want to tell you, you will release something, God will release something new in your life that you can't believe. So listen to the story and see where you fit in. The first person we're going to talk about is Hobo Bob. Okay. It was a cold, clear Wednesday night in the big city, the night before Thanksgiving. He was pushing an old beat-up shopping cart along a back alley. It was filled with discarded clothes, old newspapers, and a couple of cans of food. He didn't look any better. He wore several layers of clothes, all of them filthy and full of holes. His hair was long and matted, and he had a scraggly beard, and what little you could see of his face was covered in dirt and grease. Nobody knew his name, but the kids had started calling him Hobo Bob. He would wander through the streets, digging through trash cans begging the odd quarter of strangers. He didn't bother anybody, so people didn't bother him. That cold and clear night before Thanksgiving, Hobo Bob was just wandering through the alleys, looking for a corner he could sleep in that would shelter him from the cold. He had no interest in celebrating Thanksgiving. He had nothing he thought to be thankful for, and no God to give thanks to. How could he believe in God when God had let this happen to him? But then, floating on the air, came the faint strains of a pipe organ playing a hymn that was familiar to him. He slowly pushed his cart towards the sound and found himself standing in front of a church. On the sign out in the front of the church, it said, Community Thanksgiving Service, Wednesday night, 7.30 p.m. Everyone is welcome. But, and Hobo Bob just stood there, transfixed by the music. The second person is called Maria. The office was quiet, the lights were off, except for a desk lamp glaring bright, brightly in one cubicle. You could hear the quiet hum of the cooling fan in a computer, the clickety-clack of a keyboard. Everyone had gone home for the Thanksgiving holiday except for Maria. 
She knew her boss wouldn't be back until Monday, but if she could finish this report and personally hand it in to him first thing Monday morning, maybe she could win that promotion she'd been competing for. The strain on Maria's eyes was getting to her. Her fingers were cramping. She decided to go outside and take a walk in the cool November air before she finished the report. As the door to the office closed behind her, the phone rang. A child's voice came over the answering machine. Mommy, when are you coming home? You promised we could have dinner with Grandma tonight. As Maria walked the street in front of her office building, she too heard the faint strains of a pipe organ playing a hymn she knew from her childhood. Slowly she walked towards the sign till she came to, to a church. The sign in the front read, Community Thanksgiving Service Wednesday night, 7.30pm. Everyone is welcome. She just stood there next to Hobo Bob, transfixed by the music. The third person, Mai Ling. Mai Ling had been raised a Buddhist and she was very faithful to his teachings and traditions. But her parents had also taught her to tolerate and respect people of other religions. Even so, when she moved to America with her husband, she had a hard time respecting the Christian religion. In a country that was supposed to be founded on Christian principles, people didn't seem to take their religion seriously. Here it was Thanksgiving, a holiday that was supposed to honor God for all his blessings. And yet her co-workers called it Turkey Day. They bragged about how they would stuff themselves with food and then sit in front of a TV and watch parades or football. How could she respect such a religion that had commercialized its holy days? She had no interest in celebrating Thanksgiving. But as she was walking home from the subway station, she heard the faint sounds of music in the air. It sounded like a pipe organ. The tune was beautiful but unfamiliar to her. Curiosity got the best of her and she started to walk towards the sound. She came to the front of a Christian church. Out in the front was a sign that read, Community Thanksgiving service Wednesday night, 7.30 p.m. Everyone is welcome. As she stood there along with Maria and Hobo Bob, transfixed by the music coming from within. As the tune began to repeat, the music swelled. Maria recognized the song was coming to an end. The three looked at each other, then back at the open door of the church. Slowly they climbed the stairs together. An usher was still standing at the door. He looked at them for a moment, took a second look at, at Hobo Bob, then shrugged, smiled, and handed each of them a bulletin. He led them down the aisle to an empty pew where they could sit together. And for the next hour they listened as the congregation sang and prayed as the scriptures were read and preached. Hobo Bob began to think seriously about the God he'd been trying to ignore. He didn't understand why he lost his job and family and home. He didn't understand why God had left him to fend for himself out on the streets. And yet he could see how God had been present with him over the years. He thought about the shelters he had stayed in on the coldest nights, the hot meals prepared that people had prepared sometimes for the homeless. He thought about the little girl who shoved a dollar bill in his hand and said, God bless you, as she ran back to her horrified parents. He had sneered at her then. But now as he worshipped with this congregation, he began to think that maybe God was greater than his poverty. And maybe he did have something to be thankful for on this night. Maria's thoughts went back to the God of her childhood. Her parents had taken to her to church faithfully, but lately she'd been too busy to think about God. She'd been serving other gods, 
the gods of success and power and promotion. And yet the one true God had been there all along. He had richly blessed her with a wonderful son, a son who deserved more of a time and who should be raised to know God too. As Maria worshipped with that congregation, God became her God once again. Maya Ling was deep in thought. She could sense the love and devotion these people had for their God. Maybe there was more to this holiday than the commercialization. But what caught her attention most was the story of a God who loved all people, no matter how they were raised or what country they were from. A God who loved us so much that he sent his only son, Jesus Christ, to die for our sins so that we might turn back to God. As Mai Ling worshipped with that congregation, she realized that this was truly something to be thankful for. So which of these three people could you relate to today? Hobo Bob, who was angry with God and thought God had forsaken him. Maria had worshipped other gods, the gods of wealth, success and power. Or Mai Ling, who found that the God of thanksgiving was the father of Jesus Christ, who came to save the sinners of the world. Our lesson says this, do not be anxious about your life, because God will provide. God will take care of us. He will come to Hobo Bob and in some way explain that he was always with him, even when Hobo Bob did not feel his presence around him. God would, would be with him in his anger, in his despair about life. So this Thanksgiving, if you feel angry with God because of the circumstances of your life, or if you've lost a loved one and are having a difficult time in your grieving, God will come to your anxious life and give you peace. Turn your anger over to God. And in turn, he will give you the peace that passes all human understanding. Amen. Or if you could relate to Maria, the person who, who found other gods, the gods of power and success. God will come to your anxious life and help you find what is important and what is not. God will come and say, look, if I can care for the birds of the air, the flowers, can I not care for you? Turn your anxious life over to God. Turn your worries and your cares about providing for life over to God and he will help you to find peace. Turn over your anxiousness about life. Turn over to God your desire for success and power and he'll give you the peace that passes all human understanding. Mm -hmm. Or if you could relate to Mai Ling, the person who found the Christ in Thanksgiving. Maybe you've lost your sight of Christ the Savior in your life. Maybe you've lost sight of the promise of the resurrection and the Easter promise of the one who was crucified and rose so that we might rise too. Maybe it's time to see beyond all the commercialization of Christianity to the Christ of the cross and the Lord of the resurrection. If you have felt that the real message of Christianity has left you behind, then see the power of the cross and the hope of the resurrection in your own thanksgiving. Give thanks for the son who died and rose for you. Mm. Turn over your hopelessness about life to God and he will show you the power of the cross and the hope of the resurrection. Stop thinking and speaking about all your problems and find little things that you can thank God for. You're going to find such a change in your spiritual life. For you open a door of blessing and fulfillment that way. Whatever a man sows, that he will reap. Mm. Psalm 92 verse 1 to 2 says, It is good to give thanks to the Lord and to sing praises to your name, O Most High.
to declare your loving kindness in the morning and your faithfulness every night. It's good to do that. No matter what your situation, maybe the Lord's waiting for you to learn how to be thankful. 1 Chronicles 16, 8 and 34 says, Give thanks to the Lord. Call on his name. Make known among the nations what he has done. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good and his love endures forever. Amen. Let us have a culture of thankfulness in the church and in our lives, in our own personal life. Thank those who bless you. God sees it. Thank God every day in some way for the little things. And you'll be surprised at what you'll find to be able to thank him for. You think there's nothing now, but once you start, you'll be quite surprised to see how many things you can thank God for every single day. It will change your life. It'll change your ministry. It'll change your personal circumstances if we do what God tells us to do. Amen. Amen. Now we're going to come to the communion table now. And I want you to come today with a heart of thankfulness. Mm. I want us to thank God for things that you have not thanked God for. I want you to determine in our hearts that we are going to stop moaning and groaning and being, and being thankful for what we have. Trusting God with our lives that he will be able to multiply the one loaf and the one fish that you have if we are thankful. So we turn to 1 Corinthians 11 and from verse 23, which says, Paul says, For I received of the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the, the Lord Jesus in the same night in which he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner he took the cup when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do you as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Is Jesus not saying that in remembrance of him is being thankful to him? It, taking the communion and having the communion together, we are thankful to Jesus Christ for what he did. You may feel you're not thankful for much others, uh, other things at the moment, but we can be thankful for that today. We can remember what our Lord did and we can thank him from the bottom of our hearts for saving us and keeping us and, and directing our lives and holding us in the palms of his hand. We can be thankful for that today. So we're going to take the communion now, and uh, I'm going to just pray over the emblems, if you can just bring that for me. Lord, we just pray over the communion today, Lord. We, we want to remember what you did. I ask that you bless people's hearts today. You help us turn from moaning to thankfulness, Lord. Mm. Let us be a grateful people, Lord. Let thankfulness ring out of our hearts in the name of Jesus. So we ask you bless these emblems today in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Let us just have a moment of silence as we determine what to do the right thing before God now. We're going to change the direction of many of your lives. We're going to change the direction of your situations, of your poverty, of your lack of lack. We're going to change that by determining in our hearts to be thankful to those who have blessed us and to the Lord Jesus Christ and to God the Father and the precious Holy Spirit who every day puts up with all of our nonsense here on earth. We're going to be thankful about that. So let's close our eyes. Father God, Lord, we come before you in the precious name of Jesus Christ.
We ask you forgive us where we have had a lack of thankfulness in our life, Lord. Where we, we've been ungrateful. Where people have blessed us. Where you have blessed us through people and we have not been thankful for it. We, we are thankful now, Lord. We, we make that right in Jesus' name. We thank you that we are alive. We thank you we are healthy for, for most of us. We thank you that we have food on our table, Lord. We thank you that you are the king of the earth, that you died for us and, and went through something terrible. That even if we struggle in this life, one day, Lord, we will be completely free and in the, in the most blessed place. We are thankful for you, Lord Jesus Christ, today. And as we take this bread, Lord, and as we take this cup, Lord, we, we come before your throne and we're just giving a chance for everybody to get their bread in their cup. As the bread is broken, we remember how Jesus' body was broken for us. And as we're going to drink this cup, we're going to remember his blood that was shed for us so that we could be free. I'm sure all older Christians can tell you how grateful we are to the Lord that he found us so many years ago and changed our lives. We are thankful for that, Lord, with all our hearts. And as we eat this bread today, Lord, we remember your body that was broken for us in Jesus' name. And as we take this cup, Lord, we thank you for your blood that was shed for us, Lord. What a thing you did for us, Lord. All the world is astounded, Lord, at what you did for us. We thank you for that. And we, we drink this cup now. We, we do it in remembrance, Lord. So, Lord, we thank you for dying for us. We thank you for setting us free, breaking the chains, Lord. We thank you for giving us an opportunity for a new beginning, a new start in life. We thank you. And so many blessings that we didn't see your hand like Hobo Bob, Lord. Mm. Didn't realize how many times the Lord had blessed him. Lord, we want to thank you now in Jesus. We make it right. We thank you now in the name of Jesus for those blessings that we have not been thankful for. And we ask that you change our hearts and our minds now. So we go forward, Lord, to be a thankful people. In Jesus' name I ask us. Amen. Amen. I'm going to ask Christine to come and close for us in prayer and I'm sure she's got a blessing for us too <laughs> of which we will thank yeah thanks for a great sermon we can always be reminded to say thank you I think with so many things go past so many blessings that the Lord I mean staring us right in the face and we've just got so used to it or we just don't notice so yeah let's become a culture of thanksgiving people. Amen. And then the blessing from Philippians. And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Now to our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. And all the saints greet you and the saints in our home and everywhere mm. we greet you. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. 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 And we thank you for that. We thank you. We're going to be yes, blessed today. Thank you, Lord. And in the future that we can give glory to your name. We thank you for that. Amen. In Jesus' name. God bless you guys. Yes. Have a fabulous day. Take this thing. Do it. It's going to change your life. In Amen. Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.